Welcome to the Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. I am your host, Paul. This episode, I will be running down the East teams of the NFL, both AFC and NFC, and giving you my division standing predictions. AFC East, the Buffalo Bills. Despite having one of the best offenses in the NFL, this offseason felt less than optimistic moving into training camp. Josh Allen was erratic and turnover happy in the red zone last year, and often in pivotal moments of a game. Was this the result of a lingering injury issue or a sign of the league catching up to his tendencies? Stephon Diggs also made waves, which is not a new occurrence for him, and it's beginning to feel like this team is skirting a dangerous line of falling apart. Establishing a run game would do wonders to opening up this offense, and that will likely be all on second-year runner James Cook, brother of Dalvin. This is an extremely talented team, but can Sean McDermott keep them moving forward and focused to their ultimate goal of winning a championship? Worst-case scenario is the team can't keep their focus on the field, and they just miss the playoffs. Best-case scenario, they win the Super Bowl. Everything is there for them to do so. Can they seize it? Can they look as dominant in the postseason as they do in the regular season? Miami Dolphins. Miami was 8-3 last year before limping into the playoffs, going 1-5 and and losing in their opening round game, starting rookie Skylar Thompson. Despite their strong start, their season ended after Toa Tungavailoa suffered a devastating concussion against the Bengals in Week 4. He was not the same after that game, and the Dolphins can only go as far as Toa can take them. He should be more comfortable in Mike McDaniel's system in year two, and the success of this team will rest on his ability to stay healthy and in games. The Dolphins have also been aggressive on the defensive side of the ball, though. Hiring defensive guru Vic Fangio, a longtime defensive coordinator and former head coach, Fangio should give McDaniel the opportunity to focus solely on the offensive side of the ball. And despite newly acquired Jalen Ramsey suffering a major injury, he should return later in the season for a strong playoff run. Worst case scenario is Toa gets hurt again and the Dolphins miss the playoffs altogether. Best case scenario, they can win a couple of playoff games. But there are too many heavyweights in the AFC for a championship game or Super Bowl appearance. New England Patriots. In the last 20 years, the Patriots have won 20-plus games 18 times. A fact Bill Belichick wanted to remind people over fan concerns on how this season might play out. What is concerning is the usual centered Bill has never cared about past accomplishments, only what they can do today. For him to speak about what they've done and not what they've done lately might finally be the crack in Bill's unflappable armor we're so used to seeing. Was the hiring of Bill O'Brien a means to fixing the offensive coordinator position, or was it a promise of a future head coaching opportunity once Belichick steps down after this season. Like so many of past Patriot teams, there is optimism from the defense, and this team is more reminiscent of the first Patriot championship team built around a stifling defense 
and an offense that was unspectacular but didn't make mistakes. Worst case scenario, Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi proved to be career NFL backups and the defense can't hold up and the Patriots are drafting early with a different coach. Best case scenario, this is a one-and-done playoff team at best. It's time to prepare for a rebuild, Patriot fans. I know this is hard to accept because most of you have never been around for a rebuild because you are all bandwagon fans. New York Jets. Until Sean Payton opened up his big fucking mouth, I didn't have high hopes for the Jets. I'm still leery of what aging martyr Aaron Rodgers can be as a productive quarterback, but now I want to see the Jets not only make it to the playoffs, but beat the shit out of Russell Wilson and the man who rode Drew Brees' coattails, Sean Payton, in Week 5. And they can do it. The Jets last year divided their quarterback throws almost equally between three quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco, and they barely missed the playoffs. This team almost overcame Joe Douglas's inability to develop a quarterback room. Aaron Rodgers, by all account, has been everything the Jets have hoped for, so there is a good chance Robert Sala will keep his job for at least one more season. Worst case scenario, Aaron Rodgers pulls an Aaron Rodgers and begins fighting with the New York media, who chew him up and his antics derail the team, and they just miss the playoffs. Best case scenario, this is an AFC championship team, but likely not. This is a great defense without really a pure pass-rushing talent. AFC results. There are only a few teams in which I will use that caveat of injury concern as every team deals with injuries. But it does seem there are some teams that deal with it more often than others. And at the very least, when it is a quarterback, it is hard not to derail your team when dealing with an injury at the quarterback position. I think the schedule works out better for Miami, and if Toa stays healthy and trending in the right direction, they will win this division. But it will be one of the better divisions to watch. I have the Jets winning the tiebreaker over the Bills for second in the division and a playoff spot, and potentially one for Buffalo as well. In last place and a disappointing finish, unable to capture the Tom Brady magic with Mac Jones, the Patriots have their worst season since Bill's first year with the team when they went 5-11. A nice bookend to an otherwise dominant career. The NFC East. Dallas Cowboys. This is a pivotal year for a few Dallas Cowboys. It's not only Mike McCarthy who could be jettisoned but Dak Prescott needs to show that last year's huge decline in play was a one-year bump and not a long-term trend. The window for Dallas is now, as this defense is really good, despite an overrated secondary. Offensively, they have quality youth in CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard, but this is an aging offense, and if Prescott isn't the answer, it might be years before they are competitive again, as there are issues on the offensive line, injury concerns with Gallup, and how long can an older Brandon Cooks continue to play at a high level? Worst case scenario is, Dak regresses more 
and McCarthy can't call plays, and the Cowboys waste all this talent and miss the playoffs. Best case scenario, they win the Super Bowl. Like Buffalo, the talent on this team is undeniable, but they need to stay out of their own way. The New York Giants. If you were to poll 100 New York Giant fans, how many would you guess would say the success of last year was because of Daniel Jones or because of Saquon Barkley? I actually couldn't care less what New York fans think, but the answer is the team's success was more because of Barkley than Jones, and any other answer is wrong. However, New York saw fit to make Daniel Jones rich and have Barkley get on his knees and acquiesce to substandard pay. It's an unfair world, and the Giants are just fine with the outcome because it is always skewed towards owners and rarely those who deserve it. Daniel Jones is not worth the salary he has been given. Despite being a fine representative for the NFL, it's just a bad look and hard to take what the Giants are doing seriously. Considering they could have moved on from Jones and signed Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo for half the cost with more productivity. Worst case scenario, this team is drafting in the top 10 in next year's draft. Best case scenario, they can win a playoff game. But the quarterback situation is bleak and expensive. A terrible combination. Philadelphia Eagles. A lot is riding on the offense to maintain its trajectory with the new offensive coordinator as the defense is also dealing with the new coordinator and having replaced some important players with rookies. Sure, Jalen Carter was looking to be the first non-QB drafted, but then fell to number nine because of off-field issues and poor combine numbers. Everyone has been enamored with the draft Howie Roseman has had the last few years, but let's remember, Jalen Hurts was not viewed highly going into the last season, with the Eagles attempting to trade for Russell Wilson. And there's little showing in camp from their Georgia Hall, including Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean, who both might end up being backups by the start of the season. Getting draft picks can be big, but can also be a gamble. San Francisco traded DeForest Buckner for a draft pick and ended up with Javon Kinlaw. Hell, even Philadelphia has seen it play out from the other side, trading for A.J. Brown with Tennessee using that draft pick to take Traylon Burks, who is a long way from even being in Brown's shadow. Until I can see these young Bulldogs making plays on the field, in my mind, this defense has taken a few steps back. Certainly a lot can happen during a season, and it wouldn't surprise me to see this defense regain its footing as a top-five defense next season. But when you come off a Super Bowl appearance, Every team is coming for you, and every team will give you their best shot. Worst case scenario is they are one and done in the playoffs. Not a bad problem to have. Best case scenario, this is clearly a top Super Bowl contender, so I will project their best case scenario for future seasons as winning two Super Bowls in the next three years. Washington Commanders. There is going to be a transition period 
with this offense and Eric Bieniemy's intensity. So it might take some time to find players who put in the work and see results as the season wears on. And then there are going to be players who see the results of their bitching as they are working out for other teams. At least that needs to be Ron Rivera's message to the team. The message immediately following should be to look at the success of the Kansas City Chiefs, as Biennemi coached with the same style and no one was complaining. Ownership will be watching closely as to how Rivera moves forward with an inexperienced quarterback, and more importantly, will Sam Howell grow and show improvement down the stretch as 10 of their final 11 games will be against teams likely making a push for the playoffs. Worst case scenario, Sam Howell flounders, the team rejects Eric Bieniemy, and the rest of the division beats down on the commanders to a top 10 draft pick and a new head coach. Best case scenario, outside of quarterback, this is an NFC Championship game-worthy team. This team feels like San Francisco of the East in the way they are built, and if any team sleeps on them, they can make you pay. NFC East results. Last year, everyone was talking about how good the AFC West was after all the players brought into the division, such as Russell Wilson, Devontae Adams, and Khalil Mack. The result was two disappointing teams that didn't sniff the playoffs and a Chargers team that blew a huge lead in the wildcard round. The NFC East largely stayed away from high-profile moves in favor of trusting their individual processes. This will be the best division in football, and will have more than two teams again making the playoffs. But can they sneak in a fourth? I have the Cowboys winning the division on a tiebreaker with the Eagles. And moving ahead of the Giants, Sam Howell and the Commanders will do enough to keep the defense fresh and their playmakers happy. I have the Giants in last, as Daniel Jones isn't a leader, and the offseason Barkley headache will be a lingering issue. This will do it for this week's episode of The Winner's Guide to Losing Football Bets. Next episode, we will be looking at the North Division, AFC and NFC. Until then, be safe, everybody.